This week we are going to be discussing the Mandalorian, some uh, predictions and and uh, prognostications. But I am not alone this week. I am actually joined by two of my good friends. Uh, first, I'm going to go al- alphabetical because I feel like that's the the most fair way to do it. Uh, of course, uh, if you are familiar with the somebodies, you are familiar with this gentleman. Uh, he is the host of uh, East Coast Games. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Adam Gumby. What's going on, everybody? And the force be with you. Yes, uh, you are. A, you are a big Star Wars guy, which is why uh, you were. And you had mentioned a while ago that you wanted to be on a, a Star Wars show with me, and uh, I'm glad we finally got the chance. Yeah, we talked about this like a year ago or something. It's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, I'm into Star Wars and like the somebodies, and I'm down to talk to it with you know with anybody. And uh, where can folks find you on uh, the social media, and uh, where can they find your show? Yeah, you just follow me on Twitter at Adam Gumby. That's the best place to find me. That's where I tweet out my other stuff. There's East Coast Games. I got a and d podcast coming out, so just go to Adam Gumby, and that's the easiest way to find everything. And uh, we were also uh, joined by another Star Wars fan and a very talented uh, cartoonist. Uh, he is the creator of Sour Grapes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tim Jones. Tim, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, we've uh, we've been having some technical difficulties that have pushed back the uh, beginning of this recording about an hour and a half. But uh, Tim, tell the folks where they can find you on social media and where they can find your work. Uh, you can see uh, my posts on uh, Instagram. I'm at Sour Grapes 2017. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, just Tim Jones, cartoonist on uh, Twitter that nobody really cares about, but you can find me on, uh, where am I on at sour grapes comic. And, uh, I also have a fan page on Facebook as well. Uh, facebook.com, uh, sour grapes comic. So yeah, definitely check out. He, he has some great, great, uh, stuff a lot of sarcastic punchlines which i really enjoy which you know if you're a fan of the show you obviously know that um thank you tim why don't you just uh give people a little bit of uh like a quick rundown of what the comic's about comic strip is about um aesop he's a miserable flying dog and um but um more um refer to him as an individual but uh because he does nothing uh dog-like he just kind of looks like one with a red cape and he's miserable and um he lives in a problematic world with his odd friends um that also pop up in the uh in the comic strip and uh they all kind of share the uh aforementioned sour grapes in in their lives and that um everyone else could um probably uh relate to because we all have those those uh kind of things and days in, in our own lives. So that's that's basically uh, what the strip's about. Yeah, and there's a lot of really good interaction between these different characters, so um, I definitely recommend checking it out. And obviously we uh, 
you know, Tim, you, you post links and uh, you post comics now and then, and uh, we, we will uh, obviously share them out because we enjoy them. And we have the little stuffed Aesop uh, plush doll because oh, yeah, I bet you got that. Yeah. It's just awesome. So like I said, today uh, we are starting a, I think it's like an eight or nine part series on the, uh, the star Wars uh, universe. And we are of course starting with the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian comes out. Uh, actually, by the time this drops, Mandalorian has come out today and they're dropping, I think the first three episodes on Disney plus. And if you haven't already signed up for Disney plus do it, that's the only way you're going to be able to see the show. And um, so I want to start off with the, the the question that's been rumbling around the internet quite a bit. And uh, there have been some fan theories, but I'll ask you guys first. Do you think that this Mandalorian that we see is Boba Fett? Tim, I'll start with you. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I kind of read somewhere that it isn't. Um, but I, I think Boba Fett is a character or is going to be a sec I think uh, I'm probably wrong but I think this is prior to Boba Fett being around I think maybe this guy is uh, the one that starts it you know the the Clint Eastwood the, the uh, Patrick's uh, not Patrick's way the uh, Steven Seagal kind of guy that comes in and, and saves the day well this takes what place I think. Uh, the Mandalorian takes place um Five years after Return of the Jedi and 25 years before The Force Awakens. So at this point, um, there's still speculation that Boba Fett might be alive. Oh, so I'm completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Not everybody knows what the timeline is. Star Wars has a very confusing canon, especially if you're like me and you grew up, you know, reading all the, the expanded, well, now the expanded universe or the expanded universe, but now they call it Legends novels. Uh, Adam, what about you? What do you think? Um, I don't think he's Boba Fett. I don't think Boba Fett's going to show up at all. I think these are, I'm going to say, 90% completely new and original characters. Um, I'm sure there will be like a few big things that tie it back in to the larger universe. Um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't think it has anything to do with Boba at all. I don't think he'll even be mentioned. Maybe passingly. I would like to know, you know it, in this canon if he's dead or not. Because I know in a Legends book he is, but I don't know what the actual canon with him is now. That'd be cool, but I I don't I think they're going to stay away from that. I think they want to make it their own thing. Can he so, fall down the big uh, sand monster day with all the teeth? The Sarlacc. So there's a uh, there's a, a series of uh, Legends books where it details how he escaped the Sarlacc by killing it, and you know he was super like weakened and beat up and because he was you know partially digested and he's actually saved by dengar um and ends up being like best man at dengar's wedding oh but so wrong, wrong again okay well no, i mean that's that's <laughs> what's now considered non-canon okay. and what's considered canon um because i was doing some research on this um because i was i was curious myself um according to the novel aftermath which takes place um, shortly before uh, The Force Awakens, there is a mention of um, the uh, these scavengers that find what looks like Boba Fett's armor, like scarred and scorched by acid. And then later in the novel, he's mentioned by name. 
So there are hints and clues that he's out there. Now, one of the things that I find, uh, and I find it very frustrating, is that there are uh, toys that get released. Um, Lego and Funko are probably the two biggest culprits of this that have spoilers. And I was out at Target recently, and they have their little Star Wars display, and there is a 10-inch Funko Pop that claims that it's Boba Fett, but he's wearing black armor with some red markings that looks nothing like the traditional armor that we see. So I agree with you guys. I do not think that this Mandalorian is Boba Fett, despite his weapon that he uses being identical to Boba Fett's first ever canonical uh, appearance in the Star Wars holiday special. But I do think Boba Fett will show up at some point, maybe like a like a cliffhanger or a stinger at the end of, uh, you know, this first season. I do Star think Wars. that Boba Fett will be introduced and he will have new armor. And I think we'll get confirmation that he's alive. That sounds good. <clears throat> so that's my first question. Second question. Do you think, because we really don't know what the plot of this series is. Do you think we will see any new huts? Adam, I'll start with you. New huts. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I'm trying to think again. It's confusing trying to learn the canon. If any of that's, if any of them are still left, I'm sure there are some of them. Um, I don't know if it's anything to do with huts. I know it's we you know it's on the outer rim, so I guess it's a possibility. But you know, reading um you know, articles and interviews and stuff like they're trying to do their own thing and all new characters and all that. So I think it's a possibility, but I think they want to kind of separate it and make it its own thing so much to just throw everything that had to do with Boba into this series, I think would do it kind of a disservice to what they're attempting to do. So I think, I mean, we'll definitely see like, you know, some gangsters or some warlord kind of a character, but I don't know if it needs to be a hut specifically. Okay. Uh, Tim, what do you think? Um, I'm not sure um, about that. I'm trying to figure out what what the hut is. Are we talking like a job of the hut type of thing? Yeah, or? like there's there are multiple of him. Oh. There's a lot of like not him specifically, but a lot of his species we've seen uh, in the Clone Wars movie. Uh, there was a a whole thing about uh, the uh, the Jedi had to rescue his was it nephew or son or something. His cousin. Yeah, they're related somehow. Yeah, yeah, they were somehow related and. So that's a whole species, and they're all like gangsters. So it's it would be interesting, um, especially where there's a there's a um, scene in the uh, trailer where you see a Quarren who kind of kind of looks like Cthulhu. He has like the long tentacles on his face, and he looks very similar to the Quarren who was Jabba the Hutt's accountant. And so we see the Mandalorian actually smack his face into the uh, into a table and, you know, at the bar. And right. he actually pulls him through a door as the door is kind of irising closed. So it looks like he's going to get bisected. I don't know what you guys think about that. But what was your initial reaction to the trailer when you first saw it, Tim? Um, like I said, it, it sounded like I sounded looked like um, he like a um, Clint Eastwood kind of guy. It looked like he was on some kind of vengeance but he it looked like also that you know here he comes he's he's the best bounty hunter and um he was called upon to do 
um, to do something, to, to go get somebody or something and bring them in. But it looked like it turned into something other than that. Um, it, it seemed kind of vague right now because it was just kind of, the trail was kind of spotty to me. I couldn't really tell what was going on. Just a lot of action and, and him, um, you know, fighting against people. So that, that was my, my first reaction. To get back to your question about the huts real quick, it, I know that it, I'm pretty sure that they're like an organized crime kind of, kind of faction. So, um, maybe, maybe that's what he's fighting against. I don't, I, Again, I'm I'm not sure. Um, it, the trailer was kind of kind of vague to me, so I was trying to pull things out of it to see make it have it make some sense. But oh, that's kind of <laughs> what I got from it. All right, how about you, Adam? You're asking how I feel about the trailers. Yeah, like when you first saw the trailer, like what was your what was your uh, initial reaction? Like what would you, what did you think? Well, uh, excitement, of course, because new Star Wars show. Um, I think it's interesting just the tone. Like it feels very Western. Um, oh, excuse the train in the background. Very Westerny to me. Um, uh, yeah, when I first saw the trailer, I was very excited because, uh, of course, no Star Wars. Um, I like that it's sort of a Western feel. Um, there's if you, especially the second trailer, which I guess was like the like the official, the big trailer, um, the one that came out more recently. There's some real interesting. Like if you pause at certain moments, and there's some. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but I mean, it's in the trailer. Uh, there's a lot of like flashback scenes, like him, I think with a family, I think yeah. it's going to be a, a really cool character thing, like figuring out who this guy is. That's why I don't think he's Boba. Cause I think he's a more interesting background than, than we know what Boba's fit background is. So I think it's going to be interlaced, like the cool action. He's doing a job mixed with what is this guy's background. And, and to me, any, any like deep dive into a character for star Wars, I'm all about it. So everything that I saw was interested to me just from action to, what cool character stuff can we get up to? See, I, I'm uh, I'm along the same lines as you. I originally thought it was uh, very reminiscent of like a a space western, and I, you know, obviously very excited, like seeing the different action set pieces. And in the trailer, like if you watch the first couple of trailers, uh, there's a a trope in westerns where you know if you're trying to figure out who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. Uh, the bad guy will always shoot from right to left, and the good guy will always be on the left shooting right. I don't know why that is. That's just how it is. And so we actually have seen him in both types of shots. So uh, I thought that was very interesting, the the way they framed it. Ooh, it looks like uh, we're about to have somebody else join in in a few minutes. I definitely think that, you know, it, it has all the, the tropes of a Western, you know, like, the, you know, the man with no name, you know, journeying across, you know, very few people he can trust, if any. Although we do see the scene with him and Gina Carano, and we also see the scene with the the woman that's starting to take his mask off, which I thought was interesting. So back to some of these questions. Do you think we're going to see any familiar faces or lo- or familiar locations? And if so, who do you think we will see or where like what planets do you think we'll see uh adam oh man i think hmm i think we'll get a, a couple of that stuff like we've already said i mean can we talk about what's in the trailer i guess it's not really spoilers right yeah, yeah. it's not a, it's not a spoiler like there's no spoilers because we don't yeah the show hasn't dropped that's well, true as of this recording it will have dropped uh when this episode airs i mean 
Yeah, so I mean, there's uh, in that the second, the bigger, the most recent trailer, there's straight up super battle droids and Clone Wars era starships. So again, I'm thinking that's probably a flashback. But if that's like someone found some old, you know, battle, the fact that they're bringing prequel era stuff into it in some capacity, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I feel like even if it's not because I know the the first order, uh, the bad guys from the from the sequel trilogy would have started to gain power at this point. So, you know, transitioning from Empire to the First Order, we've got to see, like, a character that has something to do with it. I don't know if necessarily it would be, like, Hux or anything like that, but... No, I don't no. I don't think it's going to be somebody like that. I think if no. we... Because this is still... The Emperor's dead. It's been five years. I don't think the Republic has fully taken over. But I think that, you know, the roles have kind of reversed at this point mm. where instead of the Empire, you know, controlling everything and just small pockets of resistance, I think there are still small pockets of the Empire. And like now they're the resistance trying to bring the Empire back because, you know, there's still a ton just because the Emperor's dead. You know, that's a power vacuum and Vader's dead. Somebody else has to step in and take that 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 uh, leadership role. So I would imagine that there's a lot of different people. Like we see uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. He's a moff, like M-O-F-F. Like that's Peter Cushing's character is Grand Moff Tarkin. Like mm-hmm. that's a, a, a rank. That's a military rank. So he still has, you know, soldiers below him that are loyal to him and loyal to the Empire and what the Empire believes in. So... I think we'll still see some of that. I don't, you know, where it's 25 years before we see, you know, the first order, like, cause that's 25 years before, um, force um, awakens, force awakens. Yeah. Um, if we were to see Hux, he's going to be a yeah, child. Like 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like but of course, three. <laughs> yeah. But the force awake, of course the first order doesn't just appear out of nowhere in the beginning of force awakens. Like it's a known entity. So yeah, I think yeah. like remnants of the empire, are going to eventually become the first order. So we, I think we see that here. So maybe that's our tie into similar locations or people that, yeah, maybe we see like Hux's like dad or something, or we see, uh, you know, something that kind of connects it a little bit. I mean, we see, uh, IG 11, who is obviously, you know, uh, the same model as IG 88 that we met in, uh, empire strikes back. Yeah. We get, Finding another bounty hunter, one of those bounty hunters from uh, from Empire. You could see Bosk or Dangar show up. Yeah, I mean, there's still... If not Boba, Boba would be the big one, of course. Tim, what do you think? Well, from what I saw in the from the trailer, I saw the guy that played Apollo Creed, and I saw yeah. Ming-Na Wen. So that that drives me to the uh, to the show already. But and and I know it's after it. Now I know it's after Jedi. So. They might, they might be alluding to some other characters. I'm not sure if we're gonna, if we're gonna see um, any characters. Maybe, maybe at the very end, like you know, like you said, there'll be a cliffhanger and stuff that might um, point towards it. But um, I, I think they're gonna lay into building, building this character and this, in this scenario and and um, this world right now. And um, I think, I think if they stop bringing in characters that we know that 
um, it might muddy the waters right now, if, if that makes any sense. No, I think you're right. And it uh, looks like we have uh, just been joined by uh, Mr. Ian Wallace of Amalgamania. Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Can you guys hear me okay? You guys hear him all right? Yep, you're good. Okay. Uh, we've been having some audio issues on my end, which is why we're uh, Adam has been kind enough to record through Discord on his end, because I, I don't know what's going on, but my settings are all screwed up, and I can barely hear anyone, so my volume's jacked all the way up. So if they say they can hear you, and uh, Adam says everything's good on his end, then awesome. So, uh, Ian, we've been uh, discussing a little bit of uh, of some questions about what we think The Mandalorian's going to be... Uh, going to be all about and uh we were just asking will we see any familiar faces or locations um I'm, I'm honestly i don't know um the the question i guess would be which mandalorian is this show centered around because there's so many different incarnations of the mandalorian in general that we don't really know what to expect what timeline um when this is all taking place unless um somebody can um you know let me know what they know that i don't but from what I understand, it's just the uh, overall show of the race of Mandalorians or when they all became bounty hunters. From what I understand, they have a pretty rich history in the Star Wars um, media. They do have a, a, a very rich uh, lore and mythology throughout uh, throughout the Star Wars universe. Uh, but we were, uh, because you joined us late, you missed the uh, the beginning where we were talking about how this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and 25 years before Force Awakens. Okay, so this is this is before Boba Fett had children or any of that stuff. Yeah, as far as anybody knows, because um, we did mention this earlier, there is um, there's an after there's a novel called Aftermath that's canon, and there is a mention that uh, some scavengers find some scarred up, beat up looks like it was uh covered in acid armor that could be boba fett's and he's mentioned later on in that uh in that novel to kind of give you the you know the the glimmer of hope that he's still out there somewhere and i mentioned that while i was at target the other day i found a, a black and red funko pop that said it was boba fett but it wasn't his traditional armor. It was black with some red accents. So Thanks. based on that, you know, do you think we'll see some uh, familiar stuff? Absolutely. I think that um, in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens is pretty untapped as the uh, video incarnations uh, of the uh, franchise go. So there's a lot of story to tell. Um, in general, what happened to Boba Fett after he after um, Luke Skywalker was rescued from um, uh, and and Han Solo were rescued from uh, Jabba the Hutt? The again the the history of the Mandalorians leading up to that point, or rather continuing after that fact, because there had been so much civil war and um, the the race itself had broken up uh, previous a uh, couple different times um, and been bounty hunters and mercenaries, so. Yeah, there's a lot of story. There's a there's a lot of stories to be told. I think we're going to definitely see some familiar faces and some new ones. I agree. I think we're going to see some uh, definitely some familiar locations. You know, because there's a lot of history there, and there's a lot of uh, 
specific like plot centric um stuff that it, it's it has gone throughout the entire Star Wars series a place like Tatooine I think we're going to see uh that might even be the planet that uh we open the the trailer on where we see all the 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 dead stormtrooper helmets on spikes I mean or that could be Jakku like it could be one of those two desert planets that we've seen before oh. um again it could certainly be a completely different planet but uh, I know with those those two have you know heavy implications you know between the the fall of the empire and the rise of the first order and obviously all the other um you know connections it has to the the two trilogies so this could definitely be a place that we see some uh you know some some crossover with the mandalorian now one of the biggest things uh throughout the history of the mandalorian race has been their just utter domination of other worlds because they were kicked off of their world and then you know being a warlike race they went out and they got themselves the best weapons the best armor they went out and they just conquered planets because they had no home so it was kind of out of necessity but it was also out of anger and revenge so they went out there and they they conquered other planets and they were basically unstoppable no one could defeat them until they came across a jedi and the first jedi to really you know hand them a, a significant loss was revan and again this is legends continuity that's stuff that's not technically considered canon at this point still uh based on that and based on everything that we've seen in both the prequel trilogy and uh in the original trilogy do you think we will see a jedi show up you know maybe either a familiar one i mean i have a theory on this but either a familiar one or maybe somebody that we've never heard of before um do we think that we will see a new jedi tim um i'm gonna go with no because <laughs> like i said i think that'll that'll over no uh i can't think of the word but that'll um take the spotlight off of off of the mandalorian and his character and stuff um you know maybe in the next season they'll start or, or like i said maybe um on the last episode or something they may introduce a jedi coming into play but um i i personally i, I don't i don't think so i think it'll just take the uh, like i said take the attention away from um working up the mandalorian characters so okay. i sound intelligent with that yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> um how about uh how about you Adam what do you think uh I don't I've sort of noticed that I mean we could have a force user maybe but whenever I mean we have Rogue One and we have Solo where there are no force users in the movies at all and this feels similar to that where it's really only the Skywalker saga and Clone Wars of course that we really get Jedi stuff so I don't think that there's any force users at all I don't think that you know yeah maybe the end of the uh Maybe like the very end of the of the season or something, but I think they want to focus on more of a grounded, more gritty story, and I don't think that a force user really plays into that. How about you, there, uh, Ian? Do you think we're going to see some uh, Jedi or some force users? Uh, that I would say, I, I would say yes. I think that I don't think um, if they introduce a newer Jedi or a Jedi we don't know, um, I don't think that would hurt the overall. Um, you know, to take away from, you know, the, the story in The Mandalorian, I think 
it's a part of again their their long history in Star Wars um, media, and it would I, to me it would only be right because the Jedi's are pretty much outside of the Sith, the the most powerful race of warriors in the Star Wars media, and the Mandalorian and the um and then the people from that planet um are listed as some of the most powerful as well. It would make sense that they bump heads or that there's a Sith or a Jedi somewhere along the story. And again, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Like um, the one thing about uh, the Lucas uh, Lucas film and the Lucas arts um, media, they have so much room to do so many different things that we, we have no idea how long this is going to go on or how, how much of the, how many flashbacks they're going to be or how many great battles they're going to reenact. I mean, this can go anyway, anywhere, um, anytime. Um, according to the lore and um, the the Star Wars media, so who knows? Who knows? Hopefully, we will. Hopefully, we'll see all that stuff: Wookies and Ewoks and droids and all the familiar things that uh, made us grow to love Star Wars in the first place. A Force user would definitely be on that list. I would like to first and foremost say, "Fuck the Ewoks." I hope we don't see any of them. Um. <laughs> And I have a reason. I mean, you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until we do the original trilogy, but I have a reason why all the Ewoks are extinct uh, and it's backed up by science. So I personally think that we may see a Force user and we may see one that uh, we might not be overly familiar with at this point. Um, And I think it might be, and just bear with me on this, it might be the kid from Jedi Fallen Order. I don't think we'll see Luke. I don't think, you know, we'll, we'll obviously we're not going to see Obi-Wan. I think we, it might just be, uh, actually, no, we probably won't see the kid from, uh, from uh, now that I'm thinking about it, because that game takes place shortly after order 66, which is like 20 years prior to <laughs> or 25 years prior to when this happened. So, and I have no idea what that whole series is, is doing, but maybe we see, you know, somebody who, finds a lightsaber or you know it connects maybe they don't know that they're force sensitive who knows but i would not be surprised because of the long history between jedi and mandalorians i would not be surprised to see uh some sort of conflict between a force user and uh this mandalorian even if it's just in a flashback you know maybe during the uh the battles that they had um you know that uh, adam alluded to that we see that are uh, because they show the old battle droids from, you know, the clone wars. Um, maybe we see some Jedi in action there, but I don't think we're going to see anything in like the current continuity because of what Tim said. Um, if they're trying to establish um, new characters and, and, you know, new story and like they did with solo and um, uh, rogue one, not have any full-fledged Jedi. Again, we had uh, Chirrut Imwe, who was a a Force-sensitive monk, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't a Jedi. He was a Force user, in a way. Like you know, he had the Force and it guided his sight, but he wasn't you know he didn't use like telekinetic uh, options and everything. Um, now, uh, Ian, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I know actually, uh, Tim, you. Uh, you have to drop off, right? Um, yeah, in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, just let us know before you go because I know you've you've only got a couple of minutes left, and I don't want to 
I don't want to uh, lose all of your, uh, I, I don't want to skip over this last question. So I'll ask you this question. Then uh, once you drop off, I will, uh, I'll ask Ian a couple of questions to kind of catch up with us. But um, Tim, what do you think the uh, Mandalorian's mission is going to be? What do you think he is like the driving, uh, the driving force of this whole season is going to be? What is he, what is he doing? It's tough to, for me to tell from the trailer, but it seems like, uh, like I said before, that he's on some kind of uh, vengeance um, kind of thing. He's in the trailer. He's just taken out everybody. Um, you know, like like it it it's almost like a western to me. Um, they even gave it like a sandy planet for him to be on, and um, so it. I I think. Um, it's hard for me to say. I'll, I'll just I hate to give that kind of an answer, but it, it does seem like he's on some kind of um, uh, a vengeance trail, um, trying to trying to get after someone. I know he gets recruited, you know, as as a bounty hunter, you know, by that guy. But and then I'm sure they send him on a mission. But it almost looks like it, it might might go awry for him as well. So I, I it's it's hard for me to tell for a short answer. Well, I mean, we're just looking for, you know, any type of prediction, like what you think may happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I can totally get behind that. Like, I can definitely see him, you know, on some sort of, you know, vengeful mission or like he's out there to prove himself and just like, you know, kicking ass across the galaxy. Exactly. Sorry, Tim, um, I know you got to go. So we'll uh, we'll let you go. Um you know, I'm really sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. It's I know we had if some we didn't have uh, all those audio issues, we could have gone for two hours already. But uh, no, no, it's it's perfectly fine. Uh, it's it's my it's my fault that we uh, have to cut you out early. But uh, I think uh, between Adam and uh, Ian, we can uh, continue to have a pretty good conversation. I want to thank you for your contributions, and everybody check out Sour Grapes. And uh, Tim, uh, you, you're going to be. Uh, this this is going to drop on the twelfth of November. So, uh, what what conventions are you going to be at coming up? Because you said you had one coming up. I'm a guest artist at uh, KidsCon this coming Saturday, the sixteenth, and um, I'm really excited about that. It's up in Portland, Maine. You know, the the guest the guest spots keep happening for me, so I'm really really excited about that. Uh, it makes me look important, and so um, and then after that, December seventh. I'm at um, the Rhode Island Author Expo. I live in Rhode Island. And um, for anybody listening to this local, that's at the Roads in the Patuxet and Cranston. And uh, 200 authors, and I, I happen to belong to ARIA as well, uh, the Association for Rhode Island Authors. So there's like 200 of us there. You know, I have books, and I just happen to be a writer because I write my, my comic strips. So I, so I get to be a part of that group in addition to the National Cartoonist Society. Uh, which I happen to be a part of at their booth all weekend at Rhode Island Comic Con this past weekend. I think December seventh kind of kind of closes it out for me for the year. So if you're in the Portland area, you can stop by and say hello. Good things are happening for for me with the strip. Real quick, so I'm up to 29 newspapers right now. I uh, just posted that I got into a new one out in Texas. Um, waiting on another one. Uh, for New Mexico, I'm out in California as well, so I'm starting to very slowly spread out into more of the U.S. Wish me luck. <laughs> All right, well, 
Good luck. Good luck. Thank you for joining, and uh, take care, Tim. I appreciate you having me on. Um, oh, I wish course. I could stay longer. No, there's always next time. Yes, please do. All right, take care. Thanks for meeting. Uh, nice meeting you guys. Come here, right, Tim. Take care. Um, good luck in um in Maine. All right, thank you very much. Okay, gentlemen. So, Ian and Adam. Uh, Ian, I'll go to you first. Uh, maybe get you a little caught up. Um, and then we'll get back to the same the same question that I just asked. Uh, I just asked him. So I'll give you guys a couple minutes to think about it. So, uh, Ian, we already had a couple of uh, of these guys give their thoughts, and I gave my thoughts. But do you think that the huts are involved at all in this? Absolutely. Okay, that's that's quick. <laughs> and uh, I, I, come on, they, they, it was pretty much uh, the introduction to Boba Fett was Jabba the Hutt sending him after Han Solo to collect the debt. Correct. That's when we actually got to see, you know, more of him. We saw him a little bit in uh, in Empire, right. but you know, seeing his, uh, you know, getting to see a little bit of his personality and who he is, you know, that was definitely uh, in Jabba's palace. Great. Agree. I, I I would think that at some point a hut or someone uh, that took on because what happened after that whole entire uh, conglomerate after Jabba was killed and what happened to the infrastructure to all of those all that money and and credits that were owed and you know how the mob does you know once one boss dies somebody takes his place so I think that if not one of the huts their successors or someone closely related, of course, I, I would definitely, I'd be, I'd be uh, a little taken aback if there wasn't at least some mention of them. I agree with that. So now the question is, you know, uh, same thing I just asked Tim uh, a moment ago. What do you guys think is the Mandalorian's mission? Adam, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, have you seen the first three episode plot synopsis yet? I've not. Yeah, they have the first three episodes of like okay. one sentence. It's like one sentence stuff, so I'm not really going to say that here. But I think it's going to start with we're going to see like just how awesome he is, how badass he is. He's going to have a, maybe like a two or three episode like short mission. And I think his main mission is going to be like we need you to go get this person. And it's it's sort of like the line between good and bad. It's like he needs to save this person. Does, you know, go get this person or do they need to be saved? Are they good? Or are they bad? You should protect them. I, I think it's going to be some where it's like. I need to do this job, but this is a kind of a messed up situation. Makes sense. Makes sense. How he should handle it. Same question to you, Ian. What do you think? Um, his main mission uh, again with the Mandalorians, and given um, we don't again, I, well, I don't specifically know which Mandalorian this is. It's a race of people, so we don't know if this show is going to be centered around one of the more uh, famed characters from that planet or race of people or if it's just going to be about the race of people itself or about just one um, like a spin-off story of one of those people and what he went through after you know Boba Fett had died and like you said that time in between um Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens so there's just so much latitude for them to like really like we don't know until we watch it so I'm not 100% sure but I would love to see um, something along that line, like they actually take one of the more famous characters of the Mandalorian race and make it about, you know, his little uh, addition to the Star Wars lore and um, what happens. Like, you know, it, it does this Mandalorian rescue Boba Fett? Um, 
does he find out that he's still alive on that planet? Given that the armor that they wear, uh, or the or that uh, I forget the name of the metal that most of their armor is crafted from. It starts with a B, Bresk or Burt's. I forget the name of it, but whatever their armor is made out of, um, it's reasonable he could have survived in the belly of that that animal or that beast on um, you know, Jabba the Hutt's uh when Jabba the Hutt died during that, that time, um, he could have survived during, you know, that, that entire time in the belly of that beast or on that planet without aid, you know, being that most of the Mandalorians are a race of warrior people and very strong. And it wouldn't be a big surprise that he survived. Well, we know that he survived, but um, what happened, all that space in between return of the Jedi and force awakens, there's just so many different stories to tell. So, I don't know. I have no idea, but I would love to see them um, actually grab onto some of the, uh, you know, a non-Quinocchial uh, uh, lore that's there and, and, and let's see what they can do with it. Because um, there's so many, like, again, there's so many great instances where they could tell different stuff. So who knows? I, I would like to see something like that, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Beskar. Uh, Scar, right. Deal. Right. But yeah, it's the, that's the, uh, what it's made out of. Beskar. I that's a name I hadn't heard, so I was just uh, looking it up right uh, as we as we were talking about it. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. I knew it was Mandalorian Iron. I didn't know that it was a, a specific that it had a specific name other than that. I think we've established that. Uh, you know, uh, one of the questions we asked at the beginning was, "Is he Boba Fett?" But based on your answer just there, I don't think that you think he's Boba Fett. If you're if you think that he may be the one who rescues him or is you know or, or helps him out. Um, in the in the novels, uh, there's a novel called The Mandalorian Armor, where he is he does manage to fight his way out, and he's near death, and he's nursed back to health by Dengar. But I don't know if we'll see that. But based on what you were just saying, that kind of leads, <coughs> excuse me, segues into another question that uh, I have written down here: is will there be any other Mandalorians? So I'll I'll go to you first, Ian, since you. Uh, kind of segued into that um i would say yeah like again this is the the word mandalorian in in and of itself um refers to this character but it's an entire race made up of multi-species people so to to ask if there's going to be a mandalorian i I would say that there has to be because he you know boba fett and the others were not the only that were alive true like three survived um i guess the last great uh, battle between them, the Jedi's, and the Sith. So not a lot of them survived, or not a lot of the uh, Overwatch squad or Death Watch, Death Watch squad um, survived. So I, I could I could imagine that there weren't you know millions of them running around, but I'm sure there were enough to be able to go and procreate. And again, um, Boba Fett was a clone. He wasn't even really technically. I mean, well, I guess. Uh, through DNA, he's a Mandalorian, but he was a clone of a Mandalorian or someone from that race of people. So again, it gets a little, I guess, confusing um, as it relates to the lineage and and what that means or what it doesn't mean. And then there were so many clones that were cloned from Jango Fett, which are all of those clones Mandalorians, because technically they were uh, cloned from a Mandalorian. Like, how does that all play into the lore and I guess this gives them a chance to kind of tell that or <clears throat> go into it and answer some of those questions. And I guess that's one of the things I love about the the um Star Wars uh franchise is that as endowed as it is, there's just so much room for 
uh, those kind of questions where you're like, well, you know, what's going to happen? What does this mean? Does this affect this? Does this mean this other thing? So I would, I would hope that um, there are more than one Mandalorian still left out there and that at least we hear about them or that they're referenced. And again, or we're brought back to some ancient battle that happened, um, you know, when they're talking about the, uh, the history of, of the people. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of that given that's the name of the show. So who knows? I'm guessing. Yes. I'm guessing we're going to see lots of them. Adam, how about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think we'll definitely see some more, if not just in flashback, because it definitely feels like he's by himself sort of a thing, but either through flash, uh, flashback or maybe, um, his family or a thing like, cause I, again, I'm pretty sure that woman's his wife. So maybe his child or something like that. I think, yeah, that there's going to be some more. I don't know what extent they're going to take it. Like are a bunch of them going to show up and then it's like, Oh, they got a badass band of Mandalorians or whatever it could be. Um, I don't think he's the only one, but I think the story is definitely going to focus on him probably being on his own, but that doesn't mean that there aren't others out there. Now see Ian mentioning, mentioning about the, the cloning really got me thinking now because, you know, that's a great point. You know, Boba Fett is a clone of Jango Fett. Jango is a Mandalorian. But if you're going to say that Boba Fett's a Mandalorian, then you have to say that every one of these clone troopers is a Mandalorian in in their their lineage through their DNA because they're all clones. However, I've always been of the uh, opinion that just because you are uh, you are not born a Mandalorian you can do things to prove your honor and like, it's all about proving your worthiness in battle and attaining honor. And that's how you rank up and level up. Uh, did either of you guys play the uh, Knights of the old Republic two? Yes, I played two. I don't remember anything of two. I remember one a lot better than two. So in two, like there's a whole, uh, a, a whole storyline where you go to a Mandalorian camp and you have to do certain things to prove your worthiness and your honor. And as you, as you uh, level up, you actually uh, go into the battle ring and you fight different Mandalorians. And, you know, as you start, you know, you beat this guy, then like you get to move on and, you know, you have to use hand to hand combat. And then afterwards, you know, you use, you know, just, you know, uh, you can use a bladed weapon. And then after that, you can use a, you know, you can use your lightsaber. And then after that, you can use your force powers, you know, and each fight is progressively more difficult because you're proving your honor. So I think with something like that, that's how Boba Fett, because he wasn't raised like a clone. He was raised like Django's son. I think that's how, you know, you can be considered a Mandalorian. Because just putting Mandalorian armor on doesn't make you a Mandalorian. It's your worthiness on the battlefield. You know, same way as just because you use the Force doesn't necessarily make you a Jedi or a Sith. You know, even just using the dark side of the Force doesn't make you a Sith. And we see that in the Clone Wars cartoon when Count Dooku, uh, 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 what's the word, recruits Asajj Ventress. And she's like, I'm a Sith. And he's like, no, you're not. Just because you use a dark side doesn't mean you're a Sith. Like, you know, you have to do certain things to prove that you are a Sith. You know, because Sith was a race as well. So I think what we'll see is we'll see people that maybe consider themselves Mandalorians, but aren't necessarily of the Mandalorian 
race or lineage. You know what I'm what I'm like trying to say there? I think I I think I kinda I got what you're saying. My um I guess my rebuttal to that would be or I guess my a question after that question would kind of be all right, so if the if the clones and Boba Fett are not technically or or are technically Mandalorians, which by blood they would be. Um I never kind of thought about it the way you just said it where um there were different um echelons and sects to um the Mandalorian people which a lot which caused a lot of their civil war and a lot of the things that happened on that planet um throughout time and that's a very interesting point because now I get it I get where you're coming from and yeah I think that that is going to kind of um affect what we see as a Mandalorian like you can be a Mandalorian from that planet and not be a part of this, the, you know, the the race of people or the lineage of people that were like the Death Squad. I mean, or the what was it called, the Overwatch or Death Squad, or I forget what it was called. But um, it's something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And there were different um, other rival factions like that as well. So I don't think the question would be, "Are you a Mandalorian?" So much as it would be, "What kind of Mandalorian are you?" Because there were uh, pacifists. At one point, the 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 race was all but wiped out, and then um, the Empire put like a a, a dummy government there, and um, they kind of grew and and you know melded with the people there, and that's what caused the Second Civil War and all kind of stuff after that fact. So again, I, I agree. I, I now that I think about it, um, the DNA faction of it doesn't really matter because you being from that planet or being a Mandalorian isn't the same thing as you being. Like the Mandalorian that you see with the um the armor on, because there are different types. Um, some some of them follow different deities, some follow different um creeds and 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 you know um codes of honor. So yeah, I think it's going to be more about what kind. Adam, what yeah. do you think? Well, about what specifically? Because <laughs> we've been talking about <laughs> a lot. Well, about that, like that uh, specific thing, like, you know, when you consider, you know, Mm -hmm. do you consider the clone troopers to be Mandalorians or, you know, like when we say, you know, will will we see other Mandalorians like Mm -hmm. do the clone troopers count? Does Boba Fett count or, you know, does his mom like if we see his mom, you know, or his his dad later on in the in the the, uh, series or in some flashbacks, like do those count as mandalorians in the sense of the way we're looking at him as the mandalorian like do they count honestly it's kind of a cop-out answer but i guess it depends on the story they're trying to tell right Right. if this character cares if they are mandalorian or not what he identifies a mandalorian as like you could you could have his family you know but they're not part of the tribal man you know you could do whatever you wanted to do I guess just really, is there a character that's going to be important to him that he considers a Mandalorian? And I would say yes. Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, in the in the trailer, we see this little Ugnot dude that's voiced by Nick Nolte. So, what do we think his uh, his contribution is going to be? Because he was, uh, we see him in the trailer, and he's like, "Oh, I've only read about Mandalorians. I've never actually seen one." You know, what do you think his contribution? Because Generally, uh, for those who are unfamiliar uh, in the listening audience, the Ugnots are like little droid-looking guys. Not they work on droids. They're like little pig-looking guys. Uh, they're the the dudes that took uh, C three PO completely apart. 
and like you know they were throwing the the head back and forth trying to keep it from uh Chewbacca so what do you guys see his contribution being either one of us or yeah well Ian you can go first um honestly being that the um the Mandalorians are a race of warriors and um uh, how do you how do you how do you say the name again? Dregnox or Ugnot? Ugnot. Um, given that they're you know tech savvy and you know have had some dealings building droids and stuff, it would be maybe a sidekick kind of position. I would hope um, building him weapons and different gadgets he might need to get off world, get back on world, uh, to travel to um, you know complete his mission. So I'm guessing some kind of a sidekick kind of a thing and, or uh, there, there might be some hero worship because you got to think about it. Uh, the Mandalorians or at least certain sects of the Mandalorian race are complete badasses. These are people who empty handed went up against Jedis and, um, you know, Sith Lords and the baddest of the bad. So I can imagine that there must be some type of hero worship or, or fanboyism going around just about them. So who knows? It could just be something like that where he kind of looks up to him or a sidekick kind of a deal. Who knows? How about you, uh, Adam? What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking it's his, his sidekick. So like a, like a Chewie Dahan or he's going to be the guy on the ship with him, which by the way, it's the Razor's Crest, I believe is the name of that ship. The ship that sounds about right. Yeah, the ship is amazing. And we see it in the trailer. There are, Someone's frozen in carbonite, but then there's like a line of like six blocks mm-hmm. of carbonite. So I'm like, I think this is his little buddy that helps him out when he's going out on his hunts. And like, yeah, maybe he looks up to him. Maybe he he loves the fact that he gets to work with him, but he's like his tech ship sidekick guy. The guy in the chair sure has micro. Right. Yeah. He's the guy. That's what I was going to say. The guy in the chair. Yes. Yes. So there are several other bounty hunters. Uh, and there are some interesting people playing some of these bounty hunters, like Bill Burr. I would not have uh, expected to see him playing a bounty hunter, but he looks pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> same with uh, Gina Carano, who I guess her backstory is she used to be with the Empire, but now she's like a freelance mercenary. Uh, so my question is, are we going to see some like big battles? Are we going to see some? Sto- I mean, we know that we'll see some kind of stormtroopers. But are, do you think we'll see some other remnants? Like, are we going to see some droids in the mix aside from IG-11 or, and aside from the flashbacks we talked about from the trailer? Like, what are we going to see? What's going to be like the big, you know, uh, the big action set piece that is really going to draw us in uh, in these first few episodes? Do you think it's going to be, you know, him versus some stormtroopers? Do we think it's going to be him versus, you know, some other bounty hunters like what do you what do you guys think, uh, uh, Adam? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the list of confirmed people, there are so many people in this show that are, I guess, just mostly bounty hunters. I, I could see just like a big, we're all going after the same target and just running into bounty hunter after bounty hunter. Or yeah, like a big battle, they're all just like going, like the target's here and they're all just trying to kill each other to get it. I could see something uh, something pretty cool like that. Yeah, they're, they've announced so many in the cast already that are going to be bounty hunters like yeah they're going to play even if they get killed immediately i think it's going to play a big part is just like what this world is like trying to make a living doing this and yeah we're going to just see a lot of those people come and mess stuff up and they get killed in spectacular ways is is what i'm expecting we've been going for a pretty good amount of time I, i think we've covered a lot of this you know without knowing what we're going to see you know it it 
I mean, I enjoy this speculation. Obviously, I always enjoy like this type of speculation where we're we're trying to guess what's going to happen, who we're going to see, where we're going to see them, you know, what type of uh, crazy stuff that is going to happen. I think that the three episodes, the first three episodes will drop and then um, we'll kind of uh, know a little more about what's going on. But um, how much do you think we're going to see in these first three episodes? Like, are we going to get some backstory on the Mandalorian? Are we going to know anything about him? Or are we just going to see him in the present day? Like, do you think we'll see the flashbacks? And if so, how much how much of the flashback do you think we'll see? Uh, in these first three episodes, you know, how well do you think we'll know who the Mandalorian is, uh, Adam? <sighs> I think it'll be enough to get you hooked. That's why they want to show what they've been showing, you know, people beforehand. And these first three episodes are, are what they're talking about. Uh, I guess it's sort of a question to add on to your question as well. But they say that they haven't showed the full three episodes to anybody because there's a huge surprise, like a big canon moment that's like going to mean a lot. And they're like, we don't want anyone to spoil it and get it out. So apparently something super big is going to happen in these first three episodes. So I think that's going to get people hooked and make it worth it. I'm just wondering what you guys think that that big thing, because they say it's a huge surprise. that's going to be a big deal. So what do you think that is? And that's that's what's going to get me in, interested. So Well, let's hold that question for a second so I can get uh, Ian's Ian's thoughts on my question. And then I'll I'll give you my answer and then we'll go to your guys answers. So, Ian, what do you think? How how well do you think we're going to know him? What are we going to see? I, I would hope, or I don't know, I guess, hey, I would hope that they're going to heavily get into just who the character is in the first three episodes. Hopefully, Boba Fett would be that surprise, I guess, to answer both questions um, during that time is to just help tell about the lineage and whatever else. Um, but that's what I would think. I think it would just be centered around who exactly this particular Mandalorian is. Um, what house does he hail from? Um, what code of honor does he uh, abide by? What's he going to be doing? Um, I, I'm guessing that the three first three episodes are going to be centered mostly around that. And that um, to answer um, Adam's question, I, I think that uh, it's going to be Boba Fett. Boba Fett's probably going to pop up in the first three episodes just to kind of give that f- familiarity um, of a Star Wars franchise character. Um, a more popular uh, Star Wars franchise character. And um, it just would make the most sense to me. But yeah, that's what I would hope. So for me, what I think we're going to see as this big moment, because I think we're going to get a little bit of backstory, but I think it's going to focus mostly on, you know, the current plot line. And as, you know, setting up the plot line and as we uh, advance in the season, we'll see some, uh, some, uh, some more flashbacks kind of giving you a story of who, who this character is, you know, typical storytelling. You don't give everything at first, you know, you have a a little bit here and there as you, as you progress through the, the, uh, the story. But I think the big thing that we're going to see, um, I think is going to involve some sort of, uh, Mandalorian, uh, you know, like history, uh, or the legacy somehow, maybe they find the dark saber, Maybe he meets up with an Inquisitor, um, you know, pre-Vizsla, maybe. I don't know if he's still alive in the canon because I haven't watched Rebels or any of those shows. Uh, but that would be an interesting uh, an interesting moment for sure. Or either that or we're going to see, because uh, I said it's a canon moment. I don't know, maybe, 
I don't I don't I don't want to take Ian's answer because Boba Fett would be great. And based on that black armored Funko Pop that I found, like it's certainly uh it's certainly a, a good guess. But I'm I'm hoping it's uh either uh like finding the Darksaber or something or uh no, because he's dead at that point. So I was gonna say uh maybe seeing Darth Maul, but I'm remembering a scene where he confronts Obi Wan and Obi Wan ends up killing him. So no, I don't think that happens. So yeah, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say uh, he finds the dark saber or the original uh, the 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 Mandalore helmet that uh, is given to the leader of the Mandalorians. Adam, what do you what do you think? This is uh, your question. So what do you think? Yeah, my thing. My immediately I went to Boba Fett being confirmed alive or dead. Uh, dark saber is an awesome answer. Or I mean, anything from the Clone Wars uh, would be a cool thing with either yeah the helmet or the dark saber. I would just, I don't know, because, again, I I really think the First Order is going to get their start here. I don't know if they're going to go that much into it where, like, it's the big surprise. So it's got to be, yeah, I'm thinking Boba Fett. I don't want to steal his answer, but Boba Fett makes the most sense. I'm just going to go out there and say, like, I don't know, we see Snoke. (laughs) Something (laughs) Forget it. He's starting the First Order, and it's Snoke's walking around. I don't know. I just want to be different. So, All right. I mean, those are all uh, interesting answers. Or, you know, uh, I, I just had a thought um carbonite was only in one one thing you don't really hear about carbonite that often and it was really only on bespin what happened on bespin major 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 plot line what happened oh, on bespin? that's how maz gets the uh gets the hand with the lightsaber maybe right damn because he, if he's going to bespin and he's putting guys in carbonite maybe he finds luke's lightsaber wow i mean who knows we're recording this. Uh, this is November 10th. So if this happens, I just want to say that this is November 10th. This is prior to us seeing this. Much better than my Snoke idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's pretty interesting because that, that would explain how Luke's uh, saber got around to um, Ray at some point. I mean, Maz Kanata, I mean, she does have a Mandalorian flag hanging at her palace. Like, it's very prominent. And again, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, that's all I was saying. Um, and, and again, with the the rich history of the uh, Mandalorian people, they, there's been so many involvements of them on the you know the rebellion side, on on the Empire side, um, different factions of government um, as mercenaries, as bounty hunters. So you never know where the allegiances to most of these groups of people end up at the end up with the Mandalorians, except for the fact that they have all been known to hire and or employ one or many at some point during, you know, the history of the Star Wars lineage. So you never know. Like, it seems like they pop up everywhere. They're a little bit of everywhere. And um, I really didn't even know that much about them um, prior to like a year ago before I started to get into like, you know, just a lot of the Star Wars lore. So it was just amazing to me to find out that these, that this race of people was so prominent in the um, Star Wars lineage. So they're all over the place, honestly. So there's no telling uh, what allegiances you'll find. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think this is a a pretty good spot to to stop because otherwise we're just going to be rambling and trying to guess more things. And I think we're at a good point. So uh, I want to thank both of you guys for helping me out, Adam, especially uh, because you're uh, recording this on your end because my audio just crapped out. I have no idea. I got to totally delve into my settings and 
you know, we, we started over an hour late. So Adam, thank you so much for, for helping out. Like everybody go out and follow Adam, check out uh, East coast games. And uh, you said you have a, a D and D podcast that's going to be starting soon. Yeah, I've got, that's why I said just pay attention to Twitter at Adam Gumby. Cause I've got a D and D podcast, uh, coming out soon. I'm waiting on very small things that, so it could come out any day now. So awesome. Awesome. And, um, Ian, uh, Tell folks a little bit about Amalgamania before we let you go. Um, multi-interest group where we do everything nerd. Please pop on by. We always have so many different awesome things going on. Um, giveaways, raffles, auctions. Um, there's an online store. There's uh, tournaments and battles and um, a little something for everyone. So definitely check us out on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are also on Twitter. And we will be um, opening up our own site, pretty our, our very own site, um, pretty soon. So just stay tuned, and um, there'll be plenty of information followed once we um, share this um, broadcasting in, in our group as well. And um, I actually brought a little something um, for your listeners, um, just for whoever. Uh, I guess we could do a random giveaway of um, somebody who lets us know that you know what they think of the um, the cast. But um, I brought a, a Boba Fett um, action figure. Um, from Ooh. Star Wars, yeah, from Star Wars Power of the Force, the second series. Um, and I'm going to be giving that away to one of your, um, lucky listeners and also a, um, Star Wars Shattered Empire comic book. Um, so, you know, if you guys are, you know, to all our listeners, if, if you can, just let us know what you think about the cast and, um, you'll be automatically entered to receive this. I'll let Patsy and, um, Adam, uh, collaborate with me. I'm picking a, a winner, but. You know, a little something for the listeners, and and since we were talking Mandalorian and epic bounty hunters, I just had to grab a Boba Fett action figure for you guys. So, all right, so uh, I would say you have to join both uh, Amalgamania and Shark Bites, the Facebook groups. Okay. Comment your favorite bounty hunter with the hashtag Mandalorian. Nice. And uh, you can do that on Twitter, on Instagram on you know uh, on facebook any one of those and uh for every every follow like if you follow us on twitter follow us on instagram uh there's no shark bites instagram but if you follow uh amalgamania for every group you join every social media you follow that's one entry so every time you follow enter with the uh your favorite bounty hunter and the hashtag mandalorian not the mandalorian just mandalorian because the mandalorian is going to be all over the place <laughs> uh, or we'll uh yeah mandalorian that's fine we'll uh put everybody's name into a random random generator and we'll pick a winner nice nice and we'll do that uh on next week's show so awesome. thank you gentlemen very very much uh, i really appreciate it adam again thank you you uh you saved the day here i'm more than happy to help man it's all good <laughs> and uh you'll definitely be hearing more from these gentlemen uh in the coming uh coming months because uh, we've got more shows to talk about and uh I will be discussing that right after the break. So stick around and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. 
With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating, it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. And I'm back. Thanks for uh, sticking around, folks. I I really think that was a great discussion on uh, The Mandalorian. I think there were some really cool, uh, some predictions in there that I think are are, are pretty great. Uh, Not to toot my own horn, but uh, I haven't heard anyone else mention the whole Bespin thing. And I actually checked out today, before I recorded this, I checked out the Force Insensitive podcast, which uh, if you are unfamiliar with that, they're also doing a series of just Mandalorian shows. Uh, and that's uh, helmed by our good buddy Johnny Wolfenstein, who used to produce Throwdown Thursday. So if you if you listen to uh, almost all, about 160 of the episodes of Throwdown Thursday, you've heard Johnny Wolfenstein. Plus our buddy Dynamo Mars and our good friend Rocky, who for the longest time, uh, his song Dead River was returned from break uh, music on Throwdown Thursday. So do yourself a favor if you want to really laugh and like hear some great uh, insight. Because Rocky is like a super hardcore Star Wars nerd, and uh, he he really knows his stuff when it comes to Star Wars. So definitely check check those guys out uh, when you're done listening to to this show. They're all over the place: Stitcher, iTunes, all that. Follow them on Twitter and social media. Join the Facebook group, all that good stuff. You know the same stuff that you do for me. Do do for them. So next week we are going to be reviewing whatever episodes drop on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, Technically, today, when you're listening to this, whatever episodes drop on Disney Plus of The Mandalorian, we're going to be reviewing and we're going to be giving our thoughts on what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm going to be joined by our good friend Nick Ferrar, who you might have heard on on our episode Operation Dwight Lightning, which was our uh, our episode about uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office. We're also going to be joined by Evil Corny. Very, very excited for that. And we're going to be joined, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for this, by one of the bounty hunters from The Mandalorian. Like, I know I joke about this stuff all the time, like, you know, when I did the the, the, the fake interview with Ray Park or when, you know, I did the voices of, uh, like, John Travolta calling in on our 100th episode, stuff like that. But uh, I am 100% serious. Our good friend Dominic Pace, who plays the bounty hunter Gecko on on the Mandalorian is going to be joining us. Uh, he's actually going to be uh, just landing in LA sometime around uh, the time we're recording. So he's going to try and squeeze us into his schedule, but uh, we will have some audio from him one way or the other. And uh, I'm super, super excited for that. So we are actually going to have someone from the show talking about the show and like the process of everything that, uh, that they went through in order to uh, make this a reality. So it's going to be super cool. I'm very, very excited for that. This week on Throwdown Thursday, we're going to be discussing The Warriors from the 1979 film. Uh, this has been a long time coming, mainly because this Saturday we're going to be at Super Mega Fest and we're going to meet the cast of The Warriors. We got a chance to meet them a few years ago, but this is going to be uh, the same folks that we met plus a few more. So that's really exciting. I'm 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 really pumped for that, mainly because uh, my dad and my mom are going to come, and my my dad is a huge fan of the Warriors. He's the one who got me into the show, uh, the movie. I was going to say show, but that's not quite right. 
and uh, we're going to be there Saturday and Sunday, so come check us out. We're going to have a big Star Wars raffle basket. Um, tickets are going to be $2 each or 10 for 10 so come on down. Uh, there's some amazing prizes. There's going to be uh, uh, there's a Sith Trooper. There's a golden uh, con-exclusive Funko of a Funko Pop of Princess Leia. There is a uh, so the the Sith Trooper. That's the uh, the the red suit uh, stormtrooper. That's super cool. Uh, there is a, a street sign that says "May the Force be with you." There is um, a poster. There is also um, a blanket, like a nice fleece blanket. Plus, uh, we'll have some autographed Mandalorian stuff, which is going to be super rad. And uh, there's also a waffle iron in the shape of the Millennium Falcon that makes Millennium Falcon-shaped uh, waffles. I've been calling it Grillenium, Grillenium Falcon, but she said it doesn't make sense because it's not a grill. But, you know, I'll uh, I'll, I'll work with the wordplay that I have, so I'll go with Grillenium Falcon. So you can call it that if you want. But uh, we're also going to be opening this up to online entries as well so if you want to buy raffle tickets online we'll post the links of where you can do that uh we'll do some more facebook live videos also we'll be drawing this on sunday so uh you have some time so if you want to think about what we have and you want to uh buy some raffle tickets you let us know and we will put you in and we will we will happily take your dollars and you know hopefully you have a chance to win something now, of course, you also have a chance to win something if you post the hashtag Mandalorian with your favorite bounty hunter on the social media site for uh, both us and for Amalgamania. On on here, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are shark underscore pod on Twitter. So at shark underscore pod. You can also, if you follow me at Patrick Rahal, you can find uh, the, the link there. You can see what the, the Twitter handle is so you can follow me there. That's pretty much what's going to be going on this next week, the time from now until next week, uh, next show airs. So we've got, I've got uh, several shows. So November 10th, we're going to be, uh, I'm sorry, November 12th, the 19th, the 26th, December 3rd, December 10th, December 17th, December 24th, and New Year's Eve. We have some packed shows. It's going to be all Star Wars, ranging from The Mandalorian to the prequels, to the original trilogy, episode seven and eight, three Rise of uh, uh, two. I'm sorry, two Rise of Skywalker shows, a preview and a review, and then uh, the future of Star Wars. What's going to happen? Where do we think uh, it's going to end up going? Definitely, uh, let me know if you are interested in leaving any of your thoughts or theories, or you just want to comment on anything that we've uh, we've covered today. You can email me at sharkbitespod at gmail.com so sharkbitespod at gmail.com i think with that being said we'll uh we'll give you your your shark fact for this week which is that if you flip a shark onto its back it goes into what's called tonic immobility and this is what a lot of scientists and oceanographers will will do for smaller sharks if they're trying to tag them or you know they're trying to uh even with larger sharks, they'll do it. They'll flip them onto their back because the shark just goes into like a trance and it won't be aggressive. Now, there's a downside to this. This is the way that killer whales have learned to hunt great whites. They will flip them upside down, make them completely uh, uh, docile, and then they'll uh, feed upon them because as as uh, apex of a predator as a great white is, they just can't compete. A single great white cannot compete with a pod of orcas. So just remember that I am the podcaster, but you all are my chum. And may the force be with you. Have a great week, folks. (laughs) 